Maximum News is a political satire podcast. The views expressed by the hosts or guests do not necessarily represent the views of the network or our sponsors. Also, it's very hard to talk about people like Ted Cruz without saying lots and lots of swear words. So maybe don't listen with the small little children persons. Welcome back to Maximum News, everybody. My name is Michael Zampino. And I'm TJ Clark. What a week it's been. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, we had some bad acting at the Merrick Garland, uh, Merrick Garland <laughs> hearing where they drug him in and yelled at him about the dumbest shit in the world. Uh, locally, uh, House Bill 2177 passed and moved on to the Senate. Um, we got even more admissions from Rupert Murdoch in the Fox trial. Yeah. Uh, we had local representative Nathan Dom getting absolutely <laughs> demolished by John oh, Stewart, uh, making Oklahoma look dumb in the national spotlight the yet again. video I've seen all week. It's really, yeah, it's, an, it's a new kink seeing our idiot congressman <laughs> yeah. being destroyed by smart yeah, people. Nationally humiliated, yeah. Yeah, by people much, much smarter than them. Um, and then uh, we got a couple other things as well as a uh, potential bill in Florida that could legalize kidnapping of trans children, oh. uh, even out of state. Oh. Uh, this bill would basically say that uh, uh, if uh, basically a parent could kidnap a, a trans child uh, and take them to Florida and be protected uh, under Florida law because they're, quote, protecting the child. Um, they could also do it if the child's parent is undergoing gender affirming care. They could oh kidnap God. the child from that parent. So, uh, yeah, Florida's really, really one up in their game on uh, being just fucking monsters, um, which leads us to the question of how will Kevin Stitt try and one up them, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is an inevitability. Copycat Kevin. Yeah, so what should we start with? Should we start with Trump God, at CPAC? So yeah, let's start yeah. with Trump at CPAC yeah. because that'll probably be the most, the one with the most levity. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of scares. This is the most frightening thing I've heard in a while. Yeah, uh, so uh, Trump at uh, CPAC uh, had people running for the hills uh, because they knew that this was going to be. Uh, CPAC just oh, gives a Trump keeps, fest. It keeps getting closer and closer and closer to an outright Klan rally every time. <laughs> yeah. Like one yeah. step away, basically. Nikki Hadley still showed up and I'm like, surprised she, to her for, for yeah, that was ballsy. <laughs> it really was because it is like it's like Trump mania there. That's oh yeah, it they it it is just nothing. Like, but uh, DeSantis was like, I'm not even I'm not even going to that. Oh fuck no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh, another thing I found out is so when he started calling him Meatball Ron, I immediately thought it was like a fat joke. <laughs> but somebody said, and I didn't even think about this, that it might be Trump trying to play on anti-Italian <laughs> shit. <laughs> The, wow. The yeah. DeSantis, oh, me, ball, Ron, you can't trust oh, an yeah. Italian. And I was like, how did I not see that <laughs> with my last name ending in O? Yeah, everything's racist. Even, oh, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. against other white people. 
He's like, you greasy olive oil motherfucker. <laughs> like, Jesus, man. I didn't yeah. know we did that anymore. Um, so let's get in. We're going to, we have a clip of some of the stuff that uh, Trump said at, at, at CPAC, and we're going to see how much we can get through. And uh, boy, oh boy, here we go. All right, here we go. Choice. If we don't do this, our country will be lost forever. People are tired of rhinos and globalists. They want to see rhinos and globalists. America first. That's what they want. It's not too complicated. <laughs> it's not too complicated. This is they, the final battle. The final battle. They know it. I know it. Armageddon, you know it. baby. Everybody knows it. This is it. This is prepared Either material. He's reading win, this. Oh, yeah. Or we win. And if they win, we no longer have a country. And I promise you this. <laughs> That's... He's if you put reading me back this. in the White House, that beautiful building. But I live in very beautiful buildings. It's not that reason. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> beautiful. That building wasn't the easiest building to live in, with what I was put through. And you know, I get a lot of credit. A lot of people say, "This well, motherfucker." Yeah. I had a yeah. man come up to me the other day, one of the toughest, strongest people that you oh, can imagine. Here we come, tears in his eyes. Big businessman, <laughs> a lot of money, a lot of success, tough as hell. And he said, could I ask you a question, President? What? Friend of mine used to call me Donald, now he calls me President. <laughs> could I ask you a question, President? What? How do you do it? How do you do it? Every day this they didn't fucking happen. Wow. No. There's zero chance this, this story like, happened. You down at levels that nobody's ever put up with before. Jesus. Seven years I've gone through this. We beat them all. This but this and this to me, tangent all came from the building of the White House. He's one of the toughest guys. I said, maybe you could. He said, nope, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Uh, but I do it for you, and that's what I'm doing. It for. I do it for you. Blowing smoke Trump. up his own ass. Yeah, and he's playing himself as an outsider, and they're like, "You were the president. <laughs> you were the president you for four not years. An outsider. Yeah. You're an outsider in that you're clinically insane. <laughs> we love Trump. Thank you very much. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. What? We don't have free press. In Who said that they were the I enemy of the people, you dumb fuck? I am your voice. Today I add, I am your warrior. Oh, here it is. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not gonna now, fucking terrifying. Yeah. Also, you know that that was written... For someone that could read it with the gravitas of a Mussolini, <laughs> yeah, like the lines oh, that I am your warrior, I am your retribution. No, yeah. I am your warrior, <laughs> I am your retribution. I am, I am your retribution. God. Doesn't quite hit the same, does it? <laughs> no. And this is the guy that they're hanging their hat on. This, this. Still, yeah. This guy who has to blow smoke up his own ass with fake stories of people that are like, I'm the strongest <laughs> you guy you know, and I couldn't do it. You're so much stronger than yeah. me, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't call you no, Donald no. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I call you daddy. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, country daddy. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Do, you, do we want to listen to more? Or no, that okay? that's yeah, plenty. That was, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, I think that it was, peaks there. I am your retribution. That's now, enough. 
just from what I know about uh, malignant narcissism and personality <laughs> disorder, um, that type of the way he couldn't help but go on that tangent. Oh, he had to. Is yeah. the is the behavior of malignant narcissists? Yeah, like that. These are these are like. Things you can point to and say, like, oh, look at that. That's another thing that, that shows me that this man has a, yeah. a clinical disorder, like an actual diagnosable disorder. Yeah. It's not like we're saying we're using hyperbole. Like, the man has a disorder, and it's called malignant narcissism. Narcissistic <laughs> all, all he personality wants to talk disorder. about is himself. Like, literally, yeah. that's it. it. Nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else about, and it's all about how persecuted he is, yeah. or it's either how, how persecuted he is or how great he is at, at everything. <laughs> so strong so weak though strong. you know that motherfucker is so weak <laughs> yeah. like, let's strong. arm wrestle dawn even his colors look more like toned down oh yeah he's not quite as orange <laughs> yeah <laughs> lacks vibrancy because um, he's hiding out because <laughs> <laughs> he knows he's about to get indicted yeah. boy yeah. oh boy i can't wait for that we could see it's it as early as spring they years. said yeah so we could have a. <laughs> so we could be in civil like, war by have summer. A, a presidential candidate who's out on bail. <laughs> which is just he's got to run his run his campaign with an ankle bracelet on. Yeah. Sorry, everybody's got to come to the campaign rallies to me because I can't leave the state. <laughs> oh man, it'll be so great. Oh God. Uh, do you think? Do, I mean. I think it's inevitable that there will be some level of violence if Donald Trump is indicted. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. And the the question is just at what level? Is it going to be isolated incidents or is it going to be an attempted uprising? Mm, I mean, it's going to be weak either way. <laughs> I think. I don't know. The thing that scares me the most, though, is just how many guns these people have. Oh, absolutely. Like, these are the ones hoarding munitions yeah. for the end of days. Uh, That's what they want. Too. It really they, is. They it's, want it. Why do you want the, uh, bloodshed so badly? Yeah. Just, just because of what things that make you uncomfortable? Like, really, at the end of the day, what is yeah. it that's got you so like scared? They, they just have you convinced that that the idea of people being treated equally will literally destroy the country. Yeah. I mean, they use those words. They're yeah. destroying the country. How so? By <laughs> yeah. trying to provide affordable housing? Exactly. By, by trying to provide health care to all? By, by trying to make people educated? What? <laughs> How? Point to what yeah. is the what is literally that's the it. thing that's destroying, and in what way is it destroying? That's the other thing. They can never point to the hurt. They always want to talk about this potential hurt, especially with these trans bills, how they're, Ooh. it's, quote, hurting these kids. Yeah. But if you really point, sit them down and say, in what way is it hurting? those kids specifically yeah they can't point to anything other than that it's different that, i have to explain it yeah that was my favorite part of the john stewart <laughs> when he brought up the 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 drag stuff you know and mm -hmm. it was like like just and i mean it's the great argument it's the one that we've all been thinking too it's like you you have kids murdering kids you've got guns the leading cause of death for children mm -hmm. and, and you're worried is, about drag queen yeah and this is the fight you've chosen yeah yeah, if you didn't see um, this most recent John Stewart interview, uh, he interviewed Oklahoma State Rep uh, Nathan Dom, uh, mostly about uh, gun laws, uh, but they dipped into a couple other topics. Um, 
But mostly to bring him back together. Like he brought up, I loved it. He brought those topics to be like, okay, so and why is it not the same <laughs> you case in with like yes. parental choice for this stuff and protecting yes. the kids or whatever? But yeah, it was yeah, great, it was so smart, such a and and I don't know, I, I'm. It's one of those things where I'm so I'm very glad that Nathan Dom did that interview because so many of them are terrified of being interviewed by yeah. somebody who's going to ask. You know what I mean? They only go to to Fox News and Newsmax and the places that aren't going to ask tough questions. Yeah. So it's it's both shocking when one of them will do it because it's like, well, you had to know these questions were coming if you're going to be interviewed by Jon Stewart. Totally. Uh, I but I'm so surprised he agreed to it. I am. A, I, I'm surprised, but I'm grateful because yeah. we, this is the type of exposure that these types of, of plans and people need is the world seeing them squirm when someone with a little bit more intelligence asks them a tough question. Yeah. And this isn't a fucking politician. This is Jon Stewart. This is the guy <laughs> who was talking about weed on the, in the back of a $20 bill and half-baked. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is isn't uh uh you know some poli sci uh yeah i don't know whatever the fuck but but like i think why he probably agreed to it because it's true i don't think like the base oklahoma like republicans aren't they don't give like you know what i mean like they don't watch that interview and come out with the same conclusion that we do i mean yeah you know he's gonna put well, and you know he's gonna put out a a, a differently edited version of it oh yeah where it's like nathan dom owns john stewart <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you know what i mean like they don't they don't part care. of me part of me thinks honestly part of me thinks that a lot of that type of person like a nathan dom specifically yeah. thinks he could win that argument Oh, totally. Like he goes in there thinking like no 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 yeah. I'm gonna convince John Stewart that the answer is more guns <laughs> yeah. that more guns make people more safe yeah even though there's statistical uh point like tangible evidence pointing to the other direction I am curious just because of the timing of it I would love because I feel like John Stewart brought a lot of like conservative favor to him with the stuff he did with the vets even though like. Our own governor is like fighting with vets now. Well, like, I was going to say it he seems so strange, he, like the relationship with the vets. But if jo- you could call it that, he 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 curried favor with the old guard of the Republicans, the Republicans yeah. that were Republicans on True. on fiscal policy and not culture war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the ones that were like that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's the culture war motherfuckers, the Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greens, that are like, well, we didn't do it, so this is bad. Yeah. You know. Mm. Uh, support the troops except when they're done. Fuck them. Yeah, that's the Republican way. Absolutely. <laughs> I just yeah. I would I would like to know like I would like to hear what people think after watching that, especially Oklahomans. And if anything, it's, it's great for people outside of Oklahoma to see exactly what we deal with here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the what the few of us are dealing yeah. and with of, here. Of course, all over the country, there's states dealing with the same thing. Maybe it's because we live here, I feel like. Ours are just a special breed. Maybe it's because we're so well, I grossly. Mean, it's, it's because we're always red. in we're always in the top five of the worst of the worst of the of the you know what I mean yeah. of the states that are that are bringing up the worst bills. It's always us and Florida and Mississippi mm-hmm. and Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, we're always the ones that are like, oh, I can be, I can be more hateful. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's like a a roast battle. Like they're trying to just continue to be meaner than they were the last time and it's one of those things where i you know and and the first thing first thing you'll hear is if you don't like it there's a door (laughs) there's a door why do i have to fucking leave (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like you're not the majority anymore like you might be in this state but in the grand scheme of the world you you're the minority now my friend you and your 10 gallon hat 
There's not as many of you as you think. I think they see it too. I think that's why it's getting scarier and more violent. That's why they're more willing to, that's why they're coming around to the idea of dismantling democracy because they know they can't win fair and square anyway. So yeah. the only answer is authoritarianism. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what What do you do when you can't win elections anymore? You, you fucking rig it and you go, hey, they're rigging the election. They're rigging the election. Yeah. We can't have elections anymore, right? They're just not fair. And bringing up the press. We can't even have a free oh, press the, anyway. That was like, that. the irony on that was super thick. <laughs> yeah. You literally like basically sicked people on the press. <laughs> totally. You made them like enemy number one. Yeah, you literally, you said the words, they're the enemy of the people. <laughs> yeah. The enemy of the people. Yeah, and you're like, oh, but what about the free press? They literally, they, they His version of a of a quote free press is a press is is uh, RTV like Russian <laughs> Russian state television. That's the quote yeah. free press that Donald Trump wants. Man, uh, God, <laughs> yeah. I just keep whenever I I get frustrated, I'd like to go to a happy place and just picture John Stewart interviewing Dom. I like to picture John Stewart making Dom his sub. Mm, I like to <laughs> yeah, me too. Like collar at Dom. gunpoint. <laughs> at gunpoint. At gunpoint. <laughs> But uh, it's a but it's a hot pink gun because it would really make Nathan Dom mad. Totally, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you know anything that would be uh, viewed as quote emasculating is is like that guy's nightmare. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I I I don't want to be seen as anything less than manly. I wonder how you feel about trans people with guns. Oh, it, ooh, that's a solid question. <laughs> yeah. Should trans people, trans people have, protecting themselves? Yeah, with should guns? trans people have all the guns too? Yeah. No, because they're not people to him. Exactly. Only only people get guns. Yeah. Jesus ah. Christ. <laughs> only only people that don't need conversion therapy. Um, you mentioned the us hitting all the worst stuff. Yeah. We're talk about one of the the new things that yeah. just came down that yep. we're worst in. Might as well. Um, this was published on uh, February twenty seventh. I just saw it yesterday, and um, it is done by Wallet Hub, which I've heard of. I'm not. Uh, I don't know. You know. These things come out by different different sources, but this one has a lot of good sources. Yeah, yeah. Um, it actually has. Yeah, I was going to say it has a breakdown of metrics. Yeah, so to get out of the the punchline is Oklahoma is now uh, by their metrics the worst state for women. <laughs> yep. Uh, so um, they broke it down mostly for like money reasons, right? So here's kind of the intro it says. Women represent more than two thirds of all minimum wage workers in the U.S. Their political representation also suffers. As women make up nearly 51% of the U.S. population, but only 24% of the Senate, 28% of the House. So in order to determine how women are uh, faring and where they can find the best opportunities relative to where they live, Wallet Hub compared the 50 states and District of Columbia across 25 key indicators of living standards for women. Our data set ranges from median earnings to female uh, for female workers to women's preventative health care to the female homicide rate. And it... Broke down <laughs> to where, uh, oh, let me click my own link here. Uh, Oklahoma was dead last overall. Mm. So in the uh, overall rankings, Oklahoma all the way at the bottom, baby. Ah, just 51 out of 50. Yeah, and then they break it down individually. So there's like a women's economic, social, and well-being. And we are also 51 in that. <laughs> but fear not for women's health care and safety we're 50 hey arkansas being next this. to last baby <laughs> so arkansas is i guess dangerous for we gotta step up our game for women's health care and safety yeah yeah but we're still uh dead last not not top 10 <sighs> we're, we're i mean 
Yeah. The amount of things that we are bottom five in is is just mind boggling. And this one, while it still stings, is is unfortunately not that surprising, uh, yeah. based on my experience of you know just observing how women are treated in the workforce in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it should. It I probably mean, comes as no surprise. It's a goddamn nightmare because we're behind. I mean, I feel like nationally a lot of this stuff's getting better, but Oklahoma's always a always behind. But here's some of the stuff they they measured on, just so you know. Because um, we so, still live in a, we still live in a state <laughs> where where a good chunk of men think that women should be barefoot, pregnant, and in the kitchen. Yeah, like that is some 1950s nonsense bullshit. Yeah. And that's the yeah. that's the America that they're striving for. Yeah. So the, so they measured uh, median earnings for female workers, the unemployment rate for women, job security for women, share of women living in poverty, unaffordable uh, unaffordability of doctors' visits for women. So like Oklahoma share of women owned like businesses low and all this yeah high school uh, graduation economic rate. clout yeah friendliness towards working moms friendliness towards women's equality yeah you yeah. know we're dead last <laughs> in that shit yeah so all all those we we struggle in and, god damn it and then it just goes on I mean it's just like and and no one's surprised I think I know a lot of women who feel more terrified to live here than before of course it's getting harder and harder not to to think that. The only option is to cut tail and run. Yeah. It doesn't feel safe in this state. Yeah. For anybody that's not white, Republican, mm. and <laughs> Yeah. And they use and they use all these arguments about protecting the children and like making it safe for the, the children. The key word is when they say protect the children, it means to be an asterisk and say <laughs> their yeah. children. Protect their children because they don't give a fuck about your kids or my kids and they're doing a pretty shitty job of protecting their own children honestly yeah they're doing a terrible job of protecting their own children but they think they are that's the thing is they the the idea in their head is they're protecting their children they they use the the ruse of like we're protecting all children when in reality you're only doing it to save yours but like you said what you're actually doing is probably causing your kid a lot of lifelong trauma oh yeah one of my favorite things uh when talking to my kids is hearing about other kids and just like behaviors of kids in class because my kids go to a school that's in a more like conservative part of town Mm -hmm. but surprisingly the kids are still very progressive thinking you know so like their parents haven't got to a lot of them yet and of course that's what they're so mad about and they think they're getting indoctrinated at school by teachers but it's their peers yep and uh, my daughter told me this story they, uh, I forget which class it was in. I think it was a government class, and they were talking about um, a scientist who won like a, a a prize, a Pulitzer Prize or something, and then later said some racist things, and they like took his award away. And the class had a discussion about was it a, was it good to take his award away or not? Right. And everyone agreed uh, that it was fine because he said really horrible things. Yeah. But there was one guy that was like. I think uh, I don't think he should keep the award, and like he sits at a table with his best friend, and his best friend was like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> like, and like my daughter's like, she watched a friendship like break apart right there over because this dude was like willing to like let go of these like racist things this guy said. So it's yeah. interesting. Like, I think the kids are fine. <laughs> you know, well, like I look back and you you said it right. Like the that the parents haven't gotten to him yet, and I look back thinking of even when I was in high school in the late nineties. It obviously was nowhere near as progressive as as my child as our children's generation is, yeah. but 
I remember specific people in high school that I would look at their like Facebook and their right wing crazy views and think back to specific conversations <laughs> we had in high school totally. and, and how how completely liberal their mindset was yeah. and how, you know, these all these different things. And it's like, where did that go wrong? And yeah. it's nine times out of 10. Yeah, it comes back to the parents yeah. or they just, you know, they slip into a, a friend group because of the, a feeling of non-acceptance or, or whatever and, oh, yeah. and and then we just, as people get older they collect they collect trauma and then they blame it often on yes. marginalized people because they're scared of therapy because, yeah and also and they've got their, their politicians are telling them to blame it on that uh, you know they're absolutely yeah. saying this is why you feel this way yeah this is why you you struggle this is why you can't get out of yeah, poverty it's other poor people that's the reason why you're poor <laughs> the dumbest fucking argument i never will understand the, the being able to like to rationalize oh yeah it's yeah it's the other poor people that are <laughs> yeah. make that are keeping me poor it's definitely yeah. not these the all this legislation <laughs> funneling all of the money upward yeah god trickle down economics really was the exact opposite of what they said it was yeah literally just stayed at the top like everyone knows it and we just it just happens yep and now it's just accepted as the american way yeah that's just how it rolls oh <laughs> <laughs> threw up in my mouth a little did yeah. you see dum dum uh uh i mean all of them but like <laughs> matt gates and all of them fucking yelling at merrick garland this week no i didn't it was so goddamn theatrical uh, it was essentially them saying um that because they're charging all these Jan 6 rioters, mm -hmm. they're like, why didn't you charge all of the people that were protesting out of the Supreme Court justices' houses after the Roe decision? And he's like, because they didn't break any laws. <laughs> they were peacefully protesting. Yeah. You know, is it is there an argument to be made of whether or not they should have been there? Yeah, but did they break the law? No. Did they go in their home and destroy it and put yeah. their feet up on the desk and <laughs> and chant hang nope. <laughs> hang yeah. uh fucking Amy Coney Barrett? I mean, some might have said that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't chant it. <laughs> we thought it. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Of but course, there's a huge difference. Yeah, there's absolutely a big difference, and it was basically that trying to make false equivalences of why didn't you charge these people who didn't commit crimes when you charged these people who did commit crimes? Yeah, and Merrick Garland's basically like, you answered your own fucking question, <laughs> yeah. you idiot. Yeah. And it was just that on repeat, and and just tons of of Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. And there's a lot of talk of like wanting to dissolve the fbi and stuff like oh, that. of course right? yeah but don't defund the police yeah unless it's the FBI, the fbi and the capitol police <laughs> yeah the ones who are investigating the politicians yeah but the ones who are murdering unarmed black men just yeah keep giving them tanks <laughs> yeah keep giving them fucking uh <laughs> armament of of military level mm. ay, ay, ay. uh yeah so that was it, it's just pure theatrics every house committee that has started in this new uh in this new congress yeah under the republicans has been nothing but theatrics it's just nothing but grievance politics um nobody's bringing forth um any bills other than uh, uh hate bills any yeah. every bill is anti something there's yeah. no there's not one bill you can point to brought forth by republicans that is for something yeah. unless that thing that you're saying it's for is bigotry 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's always things that aren't an issue or problem. No, it's too. made up problems so yeah. that you won't notice them funneling all of the money up. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's all just, yeah. I mean, fuck. They constantly talk about, oh, Oklahoma, they're trying to make you not pay attention, so they're doing this. And it's like, no, no, they're, they're trying to make you not pay attention because they're taking all the money. Yeah. Because we're all talking about these these bills, the the drag bill and the trans bill, but we're not talking about all the like uh, Tax corruption cuts, and all the like deregulation. Still, like, what happened with all the like a barbecue restaurant? Uh, you know, what I mean, like Swadley's. Like, yeah, like, yeah. He had Stitt has so many controversies and so many conflicts with uh, with the tribes and all kinds of stuff. He keeps like failure after obsessed failure with McGirt. And obsessed like, fights with McGirt with the with the veterans groups and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But like all anyone wants to talk about is. The social side. Yeah, because and you're exactly right. It's a rope-a-dope. It's yeah. like, it's look at this hand while I punch you with this one. Oh, yeah, and also they're destroying public education. I mean. <laughs> well, right, because there's... And, and I actually said this on someone's uh, Facebook the other day was that uh, they said uh, public schools are failing because of this liberal woke agenda, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, public schools are failing because of a decades-long, a, a decades-long agenda by the Republicans to dismantle public education so that only the elite have access because you have to keep people pretty stupid if yeah. you're going to keep them voting against their own best interests. Yeah. And I've said it a million times and I will never stop repeating it. You have to be pretty fucking dumb if you're going to continually vote against your own best interests and keep yourself in the shithole that you're living in by your own fucking voting choices. And they're trying to get money out of public schools and literally handing it to religious schools. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The, that, because that's where their kids go. Yeah. That's what they... That's the, when they know their message is going to be different than the one they 100%, think... hundred the percent. Because they're... Are yeah. Because they can pay to have that message... You know, yeah. formed to whatever they want because it's You're private. You're not gonna find any trans-friendly books in the library. <laughs> Fuck no, you won't. Yeah, they can't. We won't even mention them existing <laughs> because it's not real. It'll be in the mythology section. <laughs> Fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, uh, what else did we have? Um, yeah. I mean, if we just want to keep on 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 all the hatred, H uh, HB twenty one seventy seven. Oh yeah. Uh, moving on to the Senate. This is the the House bill. And shout out to my wife Becky, who who had a, a tremendous called shot that hasn't happened yet. But we got to give her credit for when it does happen mm-hmm. because she fucking calls it. Um, this wording, the biggest difference between the House bill and the Senate bill and these two bills that are basically identical, the biggest difference is the House bill's wording would make it technically illegal for gender-affirming um, surgeries and care for adults as well as children. Mm-hmm. Now, Becky said that's one that they put in there with purely the motivation of at one at, when it comes to this next section they're going to pull that out and go see look how reasonable we are <laughs> yeah. look how reasonable totally. we are we took that part out about adults yeah. so we're only saving the children and that's going to sway the moderates yeah. that's the, so oh, this being, is yeah. this is 100% in there so that they could pull it on purpose for the appearances of being so becky called that when it happens we're going to have to give her a high five <laughs> uh, yeah. for that called shot yeah. uh, because there's no fucking way that's not the case. I mm-hmm. think that's absolutely right. Yeah, and it's to also just I feel like it's just to terrorize people too. It's it absolutely is. Yeah, it's unsafe, uncomfortable. You're motivated by fear to vote. They probably just want them. They're like move, just move. They want them to move. You know, so that this can be a safe haven yeah. for, for for hateful cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, God, you won't let Morgan Wallen say the n word. <laughs> 
Oh, well, not the, was not the country show? artist that, yeah, that yeah, got yeah. that it got was. in trouble for like five seconds, and then everybody was like, "He's a country." And then he was like, like "Number one again." Yeah, because yeah. they're like, "He's a country artist." We love that. There was an uh, I was at a comedy show last night, and a comic was playing the guitar, and he um, started talking about Morgan, and I was like, <gasps> "Where is this going?" I was so scared. Yeah, because he was talking about how he can say the n word and get. Top, uh, you know, top, top record sales. So, like, I feel like he maybe had a point, but it was one of those. It sounded like he was saying, "Why can't I?" <laughs> yeah, it was like, Ooh, yeah, it was, yeah. it was dancing around that, and I was just like, "That's a tightrope." <laughs> you've been in that comedy show before. You're like, "Please back up, please back up." <laughs> like, oh god, <laughs> when, the feeling of being in a comedy show and feeling like you're about to hear the N word, yeah, is one of the most uncomfortable things. And I don't know if it's more or less uncomfortable being a, another comic or just a regular audience member. Yeah, I think maybe I feel like secondhand. I feel like as a as a comic, it's worse for us because we see it coming before the audience. Usually, uh-huh. we can sense where they're going. Yeah, and 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 knowing what comedy's supposed to be. Yeah, like you said, that that fucking sense of like inner embarrassment <laughs> on their behalf of yeah. like, oh no, honey, don't do this to yourself. Yeah, or if I'm on the show, I'm like, what the? <laughs> oh like, yeah, you gotta, gotta go be- after. You, that's what oh anytime that happens i'm like well my prepared material is fucking gone i'm just gonna talk about this (laughs) guy yeah (laughs) like when i followed a guy named hard hat he didn't do anything (laughs) racist but he was just so insane that i couldn't not talk about only him hard hat yeah he went by hard hat he wore a hard hat on stage and then he fucked a hard hat on stage he didn't pull his dick out but he did put it on the floor and hump it real hard well i mean at least it wasn't a stool he like brought his own thing to hump I guess, but then he tried to put it on my head. Oh, yeah, but I hard hat. No, I actually had like a very impressive Matrix style move <laughs> out of the way where it didn't touch my perfectly quaffed hair. <laughs> and I remember I was in Oklahoma City and I came off stage and uh, Larry, uh, he was like, "Hey, that was pretty impressive how you moved out." And I was like, "Thank you, Larry." He's like, "I didn't know you could move that fast." <laughs> oh man! As soon as you said that was in Oklahoma City, I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, hard hat sounds completely. Yeah, yeah, that's an Oklahoma City open mic. I it's because I grew up in Oklahoma City, okay? I can talk trash about it. It's fine. I can, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Southside, baby. I'm from the Southside. Southside? Yeah, which is different than Southside Tulsa. Southside Tulsa, it's like the opposite Southside Oklahoma City. Okay. You know that. So Southside Oklahoma City is like Northside Tulsa. More like West Tulsa. Probably. Fair. Yeah. Okay. A little mathy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> A little more just like rugged, rugged working class. Yeah. Uh, Good old people. Yeah. Northwest, that's the burbs, right? Northwest. Uh, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's the, kind of the... Kind of the burbs? Yeah. That's where the bin was. Generally, yeah. Yeah. All right, what do we got here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, briefly police and their their high-tech toys, and I saw something today, uh, not well recently, about flock cameras. This is something that we have in Tulsa, and it's something the ACLU is now... Speaking about because it's spreading quickly uh, all over the country. And these are the license plate reading cameras? Yeah. Or a little, they, a little bit more specific. They don't so, read the license plate. They just take pictures. Is that is it correct? Yeah. Well, I'll read you a little intro here okay. just so we can have a basis. This is from the ACLU, of course, which is a, an activist group. But, like, uh, this is very evenly read. And they even talk about, like, there's... The cameras could do good things. Anyway, let me just read it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, while license plate readers have been around for some time, Flock is the first to create a nationwide surveillance system out of its customers. So it's not just the the taking of the pictures; it's the information that they share mm-hmm. and the like, inter- and all the like kind of a network of information and how long they're retaining the information that the ACLU is worried about. 
So working with police departments, neighborhood watches, and other private customers, Flock not only allows private camera owners to create their own hot list that will generate alarms when listed plates are spotted, but also runs all plate against state police watch list and the FBI's primary criminal database. Flock's goal is to expand in every city in the United States. Its cameras are already in use in over 2,000 cities mm. in 42 states. I mean, the first red flag for me is allowing private owners to create their <laughs> that, that own hot yeah, Private, yeah. Which means that um, our police department's hot list could be just all the unarmed black men in town. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the slope you're looking at. And, and, and I thought of several of the things that, like, Becky and I always talk about how... Um, you know, sort of in the uh, along the same lines of this mentality. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? <laughs> it's sort of like if you're innocent, why are you afraid of cameras? Um, that is a thing that we talk about a lot, and it's totally. like, you know, well, well, what reason would we have for for not wanting there to be a camera? What would we be be afraid of? And and that's not the issue. The issue yeah. isn't how can it be used, uh, or what what would you potentially be scared of being seen by the camera but it's more about how can those cameras be misused with a if they're used with an agenda absolutely and that's where it gets tricky yeah. it's like yeah we got to look at the language of a lot of this you yeah know? if you were somehow able to have a system like this and have it not run by human uh, yeah. bias and there are some and there's that's potential what, for good yeah and that's what they talk about like some cities do that some cities limit who they share the information with they limit how long they hold on to the data and that's fine right there yeah, and who's creating the hot list <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's that seems also, key <laughs> yeah totally um and 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 so let me read just a tiny bit more because this does kind of tell you the difference between the license plate reader and what the true problem is so unlike targeted system uh, designated to take pictures of license plate Check the plates against a hot list and then flush the data. If there's no hit, Flock is building a giant camera network that records people's comings and goings across <laughs> the nation and then makes that data available by search by any of its law enforcement customers. Small town sheriffs can access a sweeping, you know, like, yeah. like small towns. Like there's no hiding out in uh, your small town anymore if you're, <laughs> if you're a fugitive, you know, like. Well, uh, this is the exact type of thing that could be. Uh, implemented terribly with laws like the Florida kidnapping absolutely law. yeah or to like see if you're going across state right or to, to get an abortion to, yeah to <laughs> like uh, yes to yeah. track people yes track people crossing state lines for abortion Which some might say that's access. like paranoid thought but like that when it's written so open like this you have to think that's their whole that's the purpose yeah. like yeah th that's the other thing that bothers me too is I think that there's not necessarily among the people that are being duped by the conspiracy theories, but I think maybe some of the conspiracy theories origins are coming from people trying to muddy the waters so that things like this sound more crazy. Totally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, uh, so you're like, okay, so we got to do all this stuff about like putting microchips in vaccines, which is literally impossible because it's a liquid. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's no microscopic liquid, uh, microchips. I'm yeah. sorry. That technology doesn't exist. Um, um, you know, the, you, you put those things in the air so that when when people say, oh, they're going to use this to surveil people crossing state lines for abortion access, they can go, that's crazy. And you're like, is it that crazy, though? Yeah. Are are is it out of the, the wheelhouse of those people to do that here? Here there was. So this 
so let me also say, like, oh, I, I tried to do some research to find out if Tulsa um, holds on to the data, how mm. long they hold on for it. And I wasn't able to find out exactly, but I'm going to continue to do research on this because yeah, yeah, it kind of fascinates me. But I do know interesting. that it is very, quote, successful. Like, the police are loving it. Like, they just in, like, 2022 make Which is so another much red more, flag. Exactly. So much more arrests. So they are hyped about it. We're getting more cameras this year. So, like, they're, the more excited they get, and they're putting it out, of course, they pump it out to the public, right? Like, watch the news. are always talking about, oh, yeah, we made this arrest because of flock, because of mm-hmm. flock. So people here, it's like, a good thing, a good thing, a good thing. But then there's these other people who are, like, constantly worried about their privacy and your actual, like, freedoms and liberties. And it's it, there's good things that come out of it. We can, yeah. we can find... Uh, children you know easily missing children like like amber the, alert actual children need to be found yeah like uh, i feel like the same people <laughs> i feel like the same people that uh would come into the dispensary and i would ask them for their driver's license and they would scream at me <laughs> about i'm not letting you put my information in your system yeah. and i'd go well then you can't buy weed <laughs> yeah those are the same people who are like my privacy my privacy my privacy but when the cops are like flock rules they're like yeah yeah, yeah it does <laughs> catching criminals it's like jesus christ Oh, I ain't letting you put that liquid microchip in my body, but I'll carry that <laughs> phone around. <laughs> like yeah. you're already carrying the tracking system in your pocket, you dummy. <laughs> mm. It just, yeah, uh, I lost my thought. I'm no, sorry. it's okay. The, the, we're basically uh, talking about what you know. We're gonna look further into uh, how Tulsa is implementing this and in what ways, and if we can find that out. Uh, you know, bringing that to you guys. Um, yeah, but oh. it's it's also worth looking into in your own city. You know, if you're not in Oklahoma, uh, wherever you at, you know, look into uh, how Flock is being implemented, if at yeah. all, and and how it's being sort of um, sold to you, like you said through through the news. Absolutely, and like there was someone who I, there was a, a Reddit post from uh, many months ago. Someone went to a, a city council meeting where they had police officers there talking about Flock, and they kind of like. That's where I got some information about what is exactly happening in Tulsa. And the thing I thought was interesting, again, you have to like look at the language sometimes because they say the cameras don't use facial recognition, but they also don't redact it. So like they will have a picture of your face. So like if they want to know who's driving a car, they they're not like using flock to do facial recognition, but they do have a screen grab and they, they can, can take your face reference and back use to other other resources other, they have to find. So it's like, you know, and if you're doing something bad, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. But if you're talking about uh, tracking down trans people or people trying to get abortion, or like like yeah, uh, this technology. I don't know. You just have to feel like it could be used so bad. It always comes down to who's using it and why. Yeah, and, and I just feel like uh, I just want Tolsons and Oklahomans and everyone to be aware that it's out there and to ask tons of questions. And uh, yes, because I I mean I I feel because like, I know I work in uh, news and I know a lot of journalists and I want my journalist friends to go and ask tons of questions because I couldn't find enough. Like I was reading, I know we have it. I know we use it. And they're like stoked about something else. They're getting a real time information center is what they call it. And I believe that also has some kind of like surveillance stuff going on. Yikes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you watch John, uh, John Oliver this past week about no. AI? No. Uh, it was kind of, you know, de- uh, it kind of dipped into, you know, facial recognition software and some of that stuff and yeah. how, um, <clears throat> How one of the big things is uh, 
uh, one of the things I took away from it was that uh, he said something along the lines of, it's not that it's too smart, it's that it's stupid in ways we can't predict. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and like the mistakes that it's being made because of the da- data that it's being fed or the data that it's pulling from. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite things that came from it was the term pale male data. <laughs> Have you heard that phrase? No. So essentially it means that if you are running a, some sort of a facial recognition software and it's being uh, the information being pumped in is, is being pumped in by white men and, and is mostly white men or white people, then that facial recognition software is not going to be as effective at, oh. at non-white skin. Totally. Uh, an example they used was uh, an AI software thing that was being used to to help uh, or to try and help track uh, skin cancers was uh, it, it ended up basically showing that any it would basically say that any picture with a ruler in it was malignant because of how <laughs> they used the ruler in the picture oh, next yeah, to everything yeah. and so it just started to associate that with malignancy and so <laughs> any picture with a ruler in it it'd be like it's that's like, oh. malignant cancer <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's oh, that's where it's bad and that's where yeah. it's fucked up but yeah, oh, yeah. i love the term pale male data <laughs> <real dumb. laughs> exactly um or uh the other example was a um, a self-driving car that plowed over a human being because because the human being jaywalked and its information didn't take people walking the street not on the crosswalk into account. Yeah. So it's it's programming only recognizes people crossing in crosswalks. And if you're jaywalking, you gonna die. Here's another example. That's scary. That is scary. That's very scary. <laughs> yeah, this isn't as scary as dying death, yeah. but uh, related to automation and yeah. cars and things that we're doing. I just read this week, and I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it vividly because it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ford applied for a patent for um, technology service. I don't know. They want to use uh, self-driving cars and the technology in cars so cars can repossess themselves if you don't make payment. And, what? and And not only that, but before it repossesses itself... And if you if you missed a payment or you're yeah. late on payments, they want to they can control your car and make it uncomfortable to drive. They want they'll turn the air conditioner on when it's cold outside. They'll turn the heat on. They'll turn the radio up really Absolutely loud. Absolutely not. They'll make the radio not work. They'll like turn off functions, and it won't just be like oh it turns this, the radio off forever. It'll like oh you'll have radio one day and you won't the next day. They make it like as chaotic and uncomfortable as possible what until you pay your bill. And they're not they're not actively doing it. this. Is just a patent, but this is like where capitalism is headed with technology, right? Because like the whole thing is, if, if your car isn't automated, they can use the cameras and the GPS to just like take pictures of stuff, and then they'll send the repossessors there. Yeah. If your car's like semi-automated, the car will drive itself to a different location, and like then the repossessors will come. Or if your car is wow. fully like automated, It'll the car will drive, drive itself, itself to the repossessors' to the lot. And if you somehow like lock it up or put it in your garage or something, it just calls the police. It calls the police. Your car will call the police on you. Your car's a fucking narc. <laughs> yeah. And that's something the Ford's like, oh, was, yeah, we want to patent man, on this shit. This is a great idea. I was ready in the future to get Kit from Knight Rider, and I got no, a man, fucking a narc. narc. Kit yeah. was a narc, though, I guess. They yeah. were cops, yeah, right? Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have saw it coming, man. I know. We, didn't think, we just thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah. We were yeah, kids. Totally. We didn't know, we didn't know cops were cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they made them look cool you on TV. lied to us. They sure did. They keep doing it too. Uh, the, I mean, the way you said that the that the way that the, the news sort of inadvertently sells things on behalf of the police. Oh, dude, I could write essays, and I should <laughs> about yeah, right? local news's relationship with the police. It is thick and mm, problematic. 
We're we're a lot of times local news, and I I just say us, but it's literally everywhere. Of course, yeah, oh yeah, it's across it's, the country. They're just PR for police a lot of times. One hundred percent. I've been yeah. saying that for years. It drives totally. me nuts every time. Crime news is PR for police, <sighs> and every time there's a somebody will be like, oh yeah, they said the they said the shooting was this and this and this, and I said, who said? Oh, the news said, but who on the news said? Were exactly. they reading from the the police? statement exactly. yeah it was from the police statement yeah exactly that was the police's statement i and i i have my job at the new station is more technical i have no like editorial right, right, say, right, but right, right. i have you know ranted and encouraged <laughs> my newsroom friends to yeah don't use like use anything besides police sources if possible right or at least do a little bit or, more really, uh, do a little bit more to avoid the way they read it as if it is um in and of itself fundamental facts right then and there absolutely Does, you yeah. know what i mean they they they, they read they it with a careful about it like they read it with a sense of immediate legitimacy yeah of like this is actually what happened not like the this is what and they'll be like police say yeah and it's like Police say, but we have not independently corroborated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be, you know, something yeah. like that. Because if you say police say, you're, oh well, I tr- you have got to trust the You've police. You got to trust police. The they police never lie. lie to the news. Yeah. They wouldn't lie. They never lie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's gross, dude. And, and crime news in general, I just don't think I like good stories, and mm-hmm. I like news that's helpful for people. And crime news, for the most part. Is none of that. No one. If a crime happens to you, it's super tragic. And I think that there are stories there. True. But it's usually like the victims, the people, and the victims can be like relatives yeah, of the perpetrator. When like, we're talking about like local news, where the effects. story is just like a, a literally just a crime, and yeah. that's all that happened. The one know. thing I hate is that we do stories about the event. We do stories about this crime happened, but we very rarely interview people afterwards. Like, yeah, months what later, happened then? Later. Yeah, exactly. Was it resolved? How is your life now? Like, how did that crime affect your life? Like, those are the stories I want. Did to the hear. police help you? That's <laughs> yeah. why they don't go yeah, back. Exactly. That's why they don't go back because you go back and they go, yeah, they didn't do shit. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> find anybody. Nobody got arrested. Yeah. Sh- they didn't bring my shit back. Yeah, yeah. whatever. They yeah. didn't even fucking call me. They won't answer <laughs> my fucking voicemails. Yeah. That would happen way more often than people think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. I, I'm tr- That's know, the biggest bummer on. is like, you know, uh, uh, I, I won't, I'm not never going to name drop, but like I have uh, a police officer in, in my family who truly is like one of the good ones. And, yeah. And it is kind of, um, it's kind of deflating sometimes knowing that, that he wants so many good things for the police and Mm -hmm. and the way that and how sort of powerless he can be in that that's because of how deep-seated that yeah that sort of protect your own good old boy system is absolutely um especially in the south you know it's just kind of a bummer knowing like like because i i you know I'm 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 not the I'm not a fan of the police. I'm, yeah. I I'm, I don't like. I've got a deep seated mistrust of the police. Yeah. Right. So the the fact that I can say like there are good ones, there are yeah. obviously there's always going to be those that thing. But yeah. the problem is is that those good ones, the second they try and make meaningful change, oh yeah, they're fucking the gone. Yeah. And and the fact that like you have someone who 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 wants meaningful change, but the idea of of trying to bring it forth means potentially losing the ability to feed your children. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets tricky. And you're like, oh yeah. well why can't you just speak up? Because I don't know if I'll be able to feed my kids tomorrow if I do. Yeah. You know? Totally. I'm I'm 20 years into a career. I can't just go work at Walmart tomorrow. And I'm sure they feel like it it, it balances the good things they do you know like sure 
Sure. It's such a it's such a tough road. Yeah. You know. So I said, and I feel for those. I feel for yeah. the ones out there that want to make that's change. That's what drives me crazy about like the can't. whole like blue lives thing because it's it's a job. It's not you. It's you, a you prof- have a it's a profession. Yeah. But as a job, I understand that like because I do shit at my job all the time mm-hmm. that I hate and like I'm just talking about like, the news does all kinds People of stuff. People like, why I don't you quit? With. Why don't you quit? <laughs> yeah, I got I a like fucking family. Of, like yeah, exactly. Like it's, I've literally done this for 20 years and nothing else. It's hard. Yeah. To find other jobs, right? So and I'll be I, like, I, go work at Burger King. You're like. Cool, I'll take that giant pay cut and survive. Yeah. You know? So when, when I look at it like a job, I almost have more sympathy for them because I know that there's good people who are put in a system that's bad. Absolutely. And the like, procedures are bad. Absolutely. And, and like, they, they, get, they, they don't have stuck. the authority. You know, like they can still, like in a moment, you hope that they will do the right thing. Sure. But like you said, if they go against their partner or go against yeah. like procedure, they're... They're gone, and more than oh, that, they're ostracized. And, and they're going to get retaliated, yeah. you know, in some way, shape, or form. Totally. They're going to fuck up their lives. They're going to make shit oh, hard. They're going to Can lose. you imagine how many, like, whistleblowers <laughs> there would be if they had better protections, probably? Oh, absolutely. That's... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. There needs to be whistleblower protection laws, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Especially for, like, law enforcement officers. They're one of the biggest people fighting against them. Yeah, totally. Ay, ay, ay. Is all the police unions, they're like, No! Whistleblowers, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, that shit's oh. loud. You ever heard a whistle? Like <laughs> 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 it hurt my ears. I don't know whistleblowers. <laughs> oh man, um, we well, solved a lot of problems this week. <laughs> well, let's dip. We we didn't really get too much into that that Florida bill. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna pull up a little bit of oh, the God, information yeah, that on that horrible. because this is really, I think, one of the biggest things um, to come out of this week. Uh, let me actually get because I want to find the bill. Okay, here it goes. Okay, go Florida Senate Bill 254 would grant courts emergency custody of kids who receive gender affirming care. The bill introduced Friday would also allow the courts to modify out of state custody agreements. The bill would grant officials authority under the law that protects kids from domestic violence. Wow. Yes, uh, the state could take uh, the the state could take temporary custody of children if it quote is if. It is necessary in an emergency to protect the child because the child or a sibling or the parent of the child is, quote, at risk of or is being subjected to the provision of sex reassignment prescriptions or procedures. The bill proposed defines sex reassignment prescriptions or procedures as hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and surgeries or procedures that, quote, affirm a person's perception of his or her sex if that perception is inconsistent with the person's sex at birth. God. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this is basically saying that um, in in the state of Florida, uh, they can make it legal for someone to take your children away from you if they are trans or you are trans and either one of you are, uh, you know, receiving gender affirming care. If you are in a co-parenting relationship, um, I know a family specifically right now that I'm thinking of where um, one of the two parties... um, doesn't think it's a real thing and um you know uh say that person wanted to what would be in this state felony kidnapping take their child uh against the will of the the other party and take them across state lines to florida florida would protect them oh man um now you know i don't know how um Interstate uh, extradition laws work. Yeah. Um, can you 
can you take amnesty in another state I don't think it's against the, a federal law? Yeah, I don't think so. Can 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 I think they could send marshals to go get the a, person? Because that's a felony. That's yeah. a federal trafficking. That's yeah. you know federal. I don't I don't think that Florida can just say, ah, my my local sheriff's going to tell you you can't. I mean, they can try, but it's going to get ugly. That's where there's yeah. <laughs> and the, I mean, God damn it. But also, but who's surprised? Because this is the state that brought you taking immigrant children and like driving them again they didn't you know climb on this bus from another state yeah we're gonna take you to another state and drop you take you from another state yeah through our state and then to another one because we didn't have they they took them from texas yeah because desantis didn't want to desantis didn't want to move the the floor the people in florida because (laughs) they might vote (laughs) so he had to get the ones from texas and send them up to delaware yeah uh what We've talked about this a few times, but it drives me crazy how if if you aren't like if you're not like them, if if they if you disagree with them, they completely stop seeing you as a person. Absolutely, you know, like they, they just see you're not even a person anymore. They can just take you and and you know, like you lose so many rights. It feels yeah. The I can't wrap my head around the ability to so quickly dehumanize someone. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I thought, sorry, something Go I meant ahead. to say earlier, because this comes back to the flock cameras and, and why I feel like it is scary. Because in Tulsa, just recently in the last few months, there was um, a citizen's police class and there was a cop in that class. And they, they had different police officers every week, like talking sure. about different areas. And one week, there was an officer who was just ranting about stuff. And he said that uh, the greatest threat to America was a liberal white person. <laughs> And this is a Tulsa police officer that said that. It made the news. Like, uh, someone in the class recorded it, and it, like, um, got aired. Uh, the Frontier, like, tweeted it out. Yeah, I need Dylan to find Goforth, this. Like, I need to find this because I need to text my cop friend and yeah, be like, because he was, you need to talk to your that, homeboy. That, that the greatest threat to democracy is a liberal white person. And then they have these technical, you know what I mean? And then, so you, you take that. Like, there are police officers who feel this way, mm-hmm. and they have access to surveillance cameras. <laughs> Well, look, the FBI put out a report at one point pointing out the systematic infiltration yeah. of law enforcement by neo-Nazi organizations. Yeah. So there has been a literal, like, Which is concerted the effort, a concerted effort to infiltrate police forces by neo-Nazis. So saying that there are neo-Nazi cops all over this country that have become cops on purpose so that they can go out and beat up black people, we're not fucking kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's in an FBI report. It's fucking real. Yeah. It's real. Real and they're out there, and they need to fucking be. They should not have a goddamn badge. Yeah, it's so goddamn scary. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested to find out who this fucking cop was. And, and the last thing, oh well, yeah, I, I could. I could <sighs> we'll we'll find it. it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send it to me off. Uh, yeah, and what drives me crazy too is that like, um, so the surveillance system, right? Like you're yeah. thinking, okay, well, it's it's monitoring the streets, so we could probably have less patrol officers out, right? Because there's a shortage right now. Like mm-hmm. TPD is struggling. Because no young people want to be cops anymore. I wonder why. You know shit. So like they're struggling to find people, but yet they're getting this technology where it's like, why do we need so many then? Like yeah. can like if we're gonna have this technology, can we at least have fewer people in the streets? At least those cameras don't have guns on them. So you know, like we could like if we're gonna have this, let's balance it out. So. Yeah, use it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, it, it it all goes back to to funding too. Like oh, yeah. you wouldn't have this. Uh, this struggle to find young people who want to be cops if 
if there were proper uh, programs in place to make it to where cops' job wasn't uh, mental health response <laughs> yeah. and uh, the, addiction yeah. treatment, and you know what I mean. If totally. they weren't, if they weren't responding to every time some, uh, you know, every uh, homeless person that's experiencing addiction um, and going through some sort of a mental breakdown or, or something like that, if there were other people that that we called for that 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 came in were trained and and that's their job. You don't need, and that's no longer the job of the police. The yeah. police can do other things, so much more. Yeah. and you don't need them for that. And therefore, you need less patrolmen. Yeah. So you know, it all comes back to to once you start allocating the funding properly to to make sure that uh, because you know this argument goes goes to uh, and something that I've talked about with my my uh, our family friend is um, you know. The, the liberals saying that we don't want the police to have to respond to those things isn't saying that we don't think that they can. We're literally saying that it shouldn't be their job. Totally. That that's not, you know, that that it shouldn't be the cops job to do that. Cops are showing are supposed to show up when crimes happen. Yeah. Not when people are just having a, a hard time or, or you know what I mean? And they're getting like training in it. But like a it weekend be their job. every, every yeah, few no. months is not like they a don't have enough degree. training <laughs> for the job they're already doing. They yeah. can't become psychologists and therapists yeah. and mental health workers all at the same time. And, cops, and they shouldn't have to. And they're to. really not known well for being like de-escalators. <laughs> right. And and this is sort of for their for their benefit as well. Yeah. They shouldn't have to do these yeah, jobs. Totally. There should be other people in place that when those things happen, your instinct isn't to call 911 or call the cops. It's, uh, oh, I know there's this program that I can call. I can call them and they'll come out and help. Yeah. That's what it should be. I'll feel much safer around a chill cop than one who's like stressed out and no joke. You know, like let's—they have a hard job. I fully admit. Like, let's they, take some pressure off of them because they're constantly dealing with things that are out of their, um, you know, ex. They don't. Yeah. They don't know how to deal with people in mental health crisis. Yeah. When you are dealing with someone that's having a mental health crisis, that's incredibly stressful. It's scary. <laughs> the stakes are high. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, Michael, you work for a dispensary. Can you also learn how to revive someone when they have an overdose? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably could, but it'd be very stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would make my job a lot. I would. I would be a lot more on edge <laughs> if I knew that I might have to do that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's solutions out there that that don't involve just giving the police more tanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're, we'll find them. Yeah. We'll, hopefully we'll get there. But Jesus God, I hope that bill in Florida gets shot the fuck down. It's got to right. It sounds so extreme. It sounds uh, like one of those that they're just trying to rile people up. Honestly, ten years ago I would have said there's no way this law ever yeah, passes. But now. Now, yeah, and honestly, I feel like I think I'd be surprised if it doesn't pass. And another thing we haven't really brought up, I think they're bringing up all this crazy shit because of the Supreme Court. If it makes all the way to the Supreme Court right now, they've got, they got it the stacked. best chance than ever. That's why they're bringing all these bills now. Yeah, because yeah, they, they got to before another one dies and Biden gets a couple more in there. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You are absolutely. So we're right. gonna see the craziest shit. They're 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 working in the two minute drill yeah. right now to use a sports metaphor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've they they know there's two minutes left in the game and you gotta get downfield as quick as possible and get in that end zone uh before the <laughs> clock runs out. <laughs> I hate to use a football metaphor on a, on a politics show. <laughs> oh boy. Um should we levy it up and uh get do some uh some 
just talk, you know. Music? music? Yeah, talk about, <laughs> I was just about music. To say, I need to like let off the steam and talk Let's about do it. things that make me happy. But musically, I've only listened to since Friday, De La Soul. Yes, De, <laughs> De La Soul's catalog is out there. Innovative 90s hip-hop band um, produced mostly by Prince Paul, who was a very innovative producer, produced Beastie Boys. A lot mm-hmm. of, he kind of innovated sampling and used sampling in all these new ways. And of course, that caused De La Soul legal problems, and their music was tied up for many years, and they've sorted it all out. And then, of course, on the eve of their music hitting streaming, one of their members passed yeah. away, True Eye. And uh, anyway, so like, the dove. it's a very bittersweet time, but I love having the music accessible, uh, accessible again. I've, I have Three Feet High and Rising on vinyl, but oh, I can't yeah. like, listen to it on my car, you know? Sure. I, yeah, like, I have true. the MP3s. But anyway, it's just nice to have it on streaming, right? And, yep. and, and like to hear the albums I haven't heard. I haven't heard De La Soul's Dead in a long time. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's probably my favorite. If I had to pick one of them, okay. I would say De La Soul's Dead because for me, it's like so. Uh, just like the pop culture references, it's so fun. It's like a musical, you know. Nice. Like a lot of Prince Paul stuff feels like you're it's watching a hip hop musical. Yes, yeah. the skits have like a purpose. They tell a story, like a yes. thread, you know. So yeah, man, I, was, I always loved. Listen. I always loved De La Soul because uh, they were one of the the more sm- they were smart. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And like they rap about all kinds of like they got a, a basketball like they mostly rap about sexual stuff not mostly but like yeah. they got cute little nicknames for stuff they had their whole like vocabulary and yeah. language which is that's so what cool. I mean by yeah. it's smart yeah it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's clever it's it's very uh, they're. Uh, they use words very well. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, playful. a lot of hip hop artists do, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like you said, they're very playful with with uh, language and yeah. the way they use it. And is, it's just is such a great balance with the, with the the production with the music because yeah. it's very much like a pop art. Just like I love like girl talk. Do you ever listen to like oh, mashup? I love girl talk because that's what it's like in my head all the yeah. time, right? Like I'll go from one song to another song yeah. in my head, and it's just like sometimes like both at once. She'll like mash up and play two songs, and like listening to De La Soul, listening to Girl, girl talk. Talk's super fun. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, Girl Talk's super fun. I love that stuff. That's uh, that's one of the things that I'll like put on like uh, if if I'm having a party or something. Yeah, because you put all three of his albums or three or four of his albums on yes. on a loop. Yeah, and just let it play in the it's, background. It's so fun. I it's love the best. Yeah, you have is. your own DJ. And sometimes like it's like it's like a trivia. It's like, oh, what is that little bit from? I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. What's yeah. the under song? You're like, <laughs> yeah. Is that Creedence Clearwater <laughs> Revival? <laughs> it sure the fuck is. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Um, my pick this week is going to be, uh, uh, as we're recording this, not as you're listening to this, but as we're recording this tonight, I'm going to the uh, world famous Kane's Ballroom yeah. to see a little band from Toronto called Pup. Pup the band, uh, they're touring right now with a band called Joyce Minor that's also really cool. Um, I don't know their catalog as well, but Pup the band is one that uh, I found when their first album came out. I don't really remember how they came across me, but they are um, a band that kind of took a... They, they sort of took a revitalization, uh, a new angle on pop punk. It's okay. it's pop punk, but it's very unique. It's pop punk, but it's it's definitely they are their own thing. They're, yeah. they're a one of one kind of band. Yeah. Like I would struggle to find another band that I could say like Pup sounds just like this band. Yeah. Like, the, no, you know, they might sound similar to, <laughs> to several bands, yeah. but they're very, very, very unique. I love um, bands like that. Uh, their lyricist is, is amazing. Um, if I had to pick one of their albums, to tell you to go listen to it would be morbid stuff okay uh morbid stuff uh by pup it's on all the streaming stuff they're so fucking good they're uh, like i was telling you off mic their choruses are built around uh gang vocals <laughs> um everything is built to be a, a sing-along it's very nice. anthemic um 
it talks a lot about um, inner struggles with self confidence and and uh, you know things that are just very relatable on a on a human level um, cool. and the way they sing about him. He's got a song. Uh, they have a song called "Sleep in the Heat" that I cannot sing the end of without crying. <laughs> oh, Literally, it's yeah. about a, it's about and it's about his dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's a pop punk song. <laughs> like it's so wild. Like the, those yeah. all those things together. Yeah, but uh, so I'm super excited about that show and uh, on uh, in tribute to that being tonight. Uh, I would say go listen to Morbid Stuff nice. by Pup. Or any of Pup's albums, but Sweet. that one specifically. And that, what, what year is that album from, do you know? Uh, very recently. That okay. one's from, uh, let me look it up, but I know um, their very first album came out in 2014. So, okay. you know, they're yeah, they're so just over they're just over 10 years old as a oh, band. Nice. Yeah. Um, let me see when Morbid Stuff came <laughs> out. 2014 does not feel like 10 years ago. 2019. Jeez. So Morbid okay. Stuff was only a couple years ago. Oh, nice. And their newest album was called The Unraveling of Pup the Band. <laughs> and it's very fun. <laughs> nice. And so, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, TJ. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we uh, we might start having guests soon. Um, we'll have, have some people on that are um, either involved with things... Uh, uh, that or uh, or can bring a specific uh, angle to to specific topics that maybe uh, you know two uh, white guys <laughs> totally <laughs> might not have. Um, you know, we obviously try and, and keep our our perspectives as open as humanly possible. But obviously, uh, there are going to be other people that will be able to bring oh, yeah. things that we can't. So um, so we'll we'll start doing that probably in a couple of weeks. Um, next week with scheduling, we might not be here. So um, if there's a week off. Uh, don't be surprised that it is uh, uh, we will try and record an episode next week if we're able to uh, but we might not uh, it's spring break we gotta go uh, yeah. we gotta go get some beads <laughs> we gotta go to we gotta go to Fort Lauderdale and uh, and binge oh, drink no. <laughs> do they still do that I don't know do they I don't know I remember I think they still do but I don't know if it's on I the never. same level but my, my spring break was watching uh, MTV, MTV. <laughs> I was just gonna say remember what a big Poly production Shore, baby man I used to fantasize about like going to spring break like <laughs> oh man it's so exotic yeah. just being in Tulsa right spring break you just look at that and say oh it's just the, the ocean yeah. it's just the ocean and and fucking uh uh you know supermodels and <laughs> yeah. and limp biscuit party always <laughs> limp biscuit <laughs> oh man so yeah happy spring break everybody and if we don't see you next week we'll see you in 2 weeks Maximum News is a production of OLA Ministries. All original music written, performed, and recorded by Kintz.